Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. Food Heals Podcast, Episode 190. The reason cancer exists is because something's out of balance. It's possible to find what's out of balance, right the ship, get it back in balance, and then the person's going to be okay. When I say food kills cancer, what I'm saying is that's a part of the equation. The other part of the equation is everybody has to go on the journey to find out where they're out of balance and what needs to be put back in balance. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stressed. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Today we're chatting with filmmaker Jeff Weitzman, and we'll find out how you can reverse cancer through non-traditional treatments. Jeff is the writer, producer, and director of the controversial and also amazing film, Cancer Can Be Killed. His film was amazing. His film follows the lives of 15 success stories of people who beat cancer naturally and was recently named an official selection at the Sonoma International Film Festival. And we were absolutely honored to meet him at Sundance. Well, Susie was absolutely honored honored. to meet him. I was honored. You weren't there. Should we tell them why you weren't there? I didn't quite make it. You didn't quite make it because, you know, Food Heals Nation, food heals, but sometimes, sometimes it poisons. (laughs) And my lovely co-host, unfortunately, the night before he was supposed to speak on a panel at Sundance Film Festival, got food poisoning, we think. Right, Allie? I mean, I don't know what else it could have been, but um, yeah, so I... (laughs) I was in the next room and it sounded like food poisoning. I don't know what else it could have been. You know, I have never, I I don't know if I've ever been that sick in my life besides one time in Mexico, which we know now don't drink the water, but uh, I got very, very ill. And luckily my lovely co-host Susie was able to take my place at the Indie Filmmaker Showcase at Sundance. And thank you so much for being on the panel. And I'm so glad that you got to meet amazing people like Jeff. I and did. I'm so sad I didn't. <laughs> I was sad you weren't there either because it was not expected. And, and it was, uh, I, I tried to represent you and your, and your film, the documentary of Food Heals, as best I could. Um, but it was great to be there. It was a really fun experience. And, and I got to meet Jeff um, and hear him talk about his film, he got quite a few questions at the panel about mm-hmm. actually people were more more just interested in not necessarily with him filmmaking, but more about like, how do they find out more about the treatments that his wife used in Europe to help get rid of her cancer? And it was really great to then also have him on our podcast. Yeah. And um, two things I want to say about that. Obviously, cancer is very close to my heart because of my experience of losing both my parents by the time I was 25. And so 
films like this are what I wish existed when I had nowhere to turn. And so if you know anyone right now, or you may have it yourself, cancer can be a very, very scary diagnosis, but just know there is hope and that his film is the hope that you're looking for at this time. And then I also just want to say thank you, Susie, because Susie took care of me when I was so – I couldn't get out of bed. I mean, two hours before the panel was to begin, I was still you know, throwing up. And these Susie and my sister-in-law, um, Priscilla, just took care of me. And then Susie went and did the panel. And I just really appreciate you so much. And I, I'm still disappointed that I missed it. And then what happened was Food Heals Nation, we couldn't record uh, because I came down with laryngitis after the food poisoning. I was knocked out for about 10 days. It, it was bad. And so I'm so sorry we missed two weeks, but I couldn't I couldn't record. I couldn't speak. <laughs> yeah, it was not... Uh... We, we need, she needed some time off, Food Heals Nation. Sometimes it just yeah. happens. Yeah. So we apologize. But, um, you know, you can even hear it in this interview with Jeff. Like, I lose my voice half the time. And then some of it, we actually even had to re-record because I was still sick at that time. So anyways, long story short, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're back. You're, you're gone and now you're back. And I'm back. Longer for it. Let's just go with that. <laughs> back and better than Ever. And so stay tuned, Food Heals Nation, because after the interview with Jeff, we're going to be giving you some updates on our vegan Italian getaway. You can learn more at www.foodhealsnation.com slash Italy. Next up, our interview with Jeff. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. All the doctors were like, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? You want to die? Oh, my gosh. The doctors are so anti-naturopaths. There's quite a few things we can do in Germany <laughs> that we can't do in the U.S. Um, one of them is regional hypothermia, um, using this as a, a main tool for treating cancer. Here in the U.S., you can get regional hypothermia, uh, but the FDA likes it to be in connection with radiation and chemotherapy on head and neck tumors. It was not what I expected from cancer treatment. It was just actually almost fun. Very little pain. And I felt great because I was getting so many nutrients into my body. We're not giving cancer an opportunity to detour, but we're surrounding it on all sides, all the ways, the multifaceted ways in which it attacks the body, we're addressing all those simultaneously. So cancer has nowhere to run. The feeling that you get when you find out that it actually like worked, you know, like my husband and I were like just dumbfounded, you know, then that just gave us more confidence to keep pursuing what we were after. And once others begin to see that, they say, wait a minute, it wasn't the cancer that killed him. It was the chemotherapy. What I have found in all of this stuff put together is there's a thousand and one ways to kill cancer without going through chemo and without destroying your body. And chemo and radiation are just money makers for the, for the doctors. All right, so that was a clip from the trailer of the inspiring and incredible film, Cancer Can Be Killed. Jeff was inspired to make this movie after his wife, Carrie, was cancer-free after receiving non-traditional treatments in Europe. Instead of opting for the sometimes, not sometimes, always aggressive treatment methods promoted in the U.S. Before his filmmaking days, he previously worked as an actor, musician, and writer. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, good to be here. Welcome, Jeff. We're so glad to have you. And it's so great that Susie got to meet you at Sundance. It was. It's nice to see you again. It wasn't too long ago, just a couple of days. Yep, that was fun. <laughs> so I had the pleasure of filling in for Allie at Sundance. 
she was unable to make it, uh, but I had to step in, and, and Jeff and I got to do a panel about indie filmmaking. And how did you find Sundance? Did you enjoy it? Uh, it was, uh, as they call, they call it, the zoo up there, and I understand why. Um, it oh, was yeah. my first time there. And so really, I just walked around a lot and got the lay of the land. But It's very crowded. It is so crowded. It's not a town that's used to 100,000. I think it's normally 7,000, population of 7,000, and then, you know, some skiing tourists. But it explodes during Sundance. And then when you have snow and ice on the road and you try to get everybody around, it's just nuts. Yes. That was, it made it prettier, though. We got about a Beautiful. foot, Beautiful. I think, of powder on Saturday. It was and, gorgeous. Yeah. It was freezing, but great for pictures. It was freezing. <laughs> So, Jeff, you made a film that is bringing much-needed attention from a different perspective to a very common disease. So what promoted you to do this? Yeah, so about three years ago, my wife was diagnosed with bladder cancer. Actually, what happened was she went in, the doctor was just going to remove some calcifications or something from her bladder. But instead, he comes out like later than expected and says, oh my God, your lives are going to change forever. Had she already been diagnosed or this is... She had, she, uh, we'd, 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 we didn't know for sure. Something was going on. Something was going on. We didn't know for sure. Okay. But when he got in there, he actually saw that it was cancerous. He was able to remove the tumor in her bladder, but he couldn't get all of it. It had moved to the muscle wall of the bladder or beyond. This doctor said, your lives are going to change forever. We're going to have to remove her bladder. And then she's going to have to have a pee bag on the side of her body for the rest of her life or this neobladder made out of intestinal stuff, but then there's no muscle to it, so you got to sort of force to go to the bathroom. It was horrifying, and the doctor had this grim look on his face. And um, I remember at the time just feeling like, well, that may or may not be true. Our lives are going to change forever. Good you for know? you. Because my father was an anesthesiologist, and I see right through these guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I know they're well-meaning and they're well-educated, but I know the limits to right. what they know. They're limited, for sure. We got back with the doctor. You know, we did all our research. We came back, and he said, okay, here's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to do the surgery. It's going to be followed by chemo and radiation. And my wife was only 53. You know, this major life change was not in the cards for us. So I asked the doctor, I said, could we go to Germany and treat this naturally? And he said, there's no way you could treat this naturally Now, you already knew that Germany had some other things going on? Or so, you, this was after some research? Yes. Yeah, so after research, her sister had been to Germany to treat malignant melanoma. She had been given six months to live here. Wow. Went over there, did 30 days of natural treatment, and has been cancer-free for five years. Wow. But, you know, when you have the doctor saying, you got to do this, we're thinking, oh, well, it worked for her, but it wouldn't work for us. Mm -hmm. So you asked him, can we go to Germany? And we he said- we go to Germany. He said, there is no way you can go to Germany. This is far too aggressive. You've got squamous cell carcinoma. It's far too aggressive. So we just nodded our heads, left the office, and then got plane tickets to Germany. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. And did I you contact chill. the people over there, the doctors over there, the center that you went to? I mean, I remember you described it as a, almost like a spa. It was like a spa. And the doctor had an office here in Beverly Hills and one in Frankfurt, Germany. It's called Infusio. I'm not sure if he's even over here anymore. A lot of these guys, they try to work in the medical system here, yeah. and then they just get so frustrated. They get shut down, I bet. And he's just like, I can do so many more things in Germany. So anyway, we talked to him on the phone. We got over there. And, you know, for 30 days, she received something called hyperthermia, which is focused heat. Oxygen therapy, the same thing Lance Armstrong did, where you take the blood out, fill it with oxygen, put it back in turns a bright red, and 
cancer hates oxygen. Mm -hmm. And then they did IVs of vitamins, minerals, and amino acids to boost the immune system. And within 30 days, she was completely cancer-free. So we came back to the States, got the exam with a new doctor, of yeah, course. Yeah. And then once we got the all clear, I wrote the original doctor back and I said, hey, I think it's borderline criminal what you're doing. I mean, this just happened. We right. just and were in 30, cancer in 30 days. In 30 days. And he and said, I wish you continued success. And that was it. They really don't like to admit when they're wrong. No. They act, I mean, they're very well trained and they're very limited in their training. They're given a certain perspective, cut or give a pill or can't, you know, radiation and chemo and that's it. They're they're very limited. I think I think it's starting to open a little bit, but in your case, no, not enough. Not enough with something that's, you know, where they were about to cut her in half and affect your lifestyle and in 30 days she was healthy. Yeah, and that's one That's incredible. You know, one of the amazing things we learned was hyperthermia, focused heat. Cancer can't survive above 105 degrees. So if you just and normal cells can survive up to 120 degrees or more. So if you just heat up the area where the cancer is above 105... The cells just die? They just die. That is such transformational information. I just can't believe it. And why is it that Western medicine doesn't embrace this? Right. So the, the CEO of the largest hyperthermia manufacturer in the U.S., Pyrexar, called me on the phone just in the last month. And he said, hey, I got to see your film. It's amazing. I love it. He said, you and I are on the same boat. Mm -hmm. We're both trying to get hyperthermia legalized in the United States. He's a big businessman. Why wouldn't he be able to do it? And he says, the FDA won't even allow him to do the clinical trials for standalone hyperthermia as a treatment. They only allow it done with chemo and radiation in clinical trials and only on head and neck tumors. Now, hyperthermia is so successful and effective, there's a clinic in the Philippines that offers a money-back guarantee. No. Yes. Roxy, <laughs> your people so, are awesome. So, <laughs> Money-back guarantee. I know, I know. I'm flattered. So a money-back guarantee. It says if your cancer isn't reduced by 50% in 30 days or whatever, we'll give you your money back. Because it's science. Because it works. It they works. They know they're not going to have to. Right. They and there's no, are there any side effects? No side effects. No burns, no scars, no side effects. And so how was her experience of going through these 30 days? Was she waking up on the bathroom floor or was she waking up refreshed? Like I know from experiences that people have told me about, it's like having morning sickness where people on chemotherapy are sick on the bathroom floor sometimes all morning long. So how was her experience? That's a good question. I mean, there was nothing toxic. IVs of vitamins, minerals, amino acids to balance out the body, boost the immune system. Occasional nausea, just because it's detoxifying the body. Yes. So you got all the toxins coming out. Well, if you're killing these cancer cells, then they're going to be flushed out of the body and they're right. going to bypass some. Yeah. So yeah. Just, so a little bit of nausea at times. And with the hyperthermia, maybe if you wear, you have to wear cotton. I think one day she wore something different and felt a little burning. So, but I mean, that wasn't bad. And then the oxygen, you know, that was great. So it was like, again, like a spa. She went there from like 10 to 2 every day. And then the afternoon, she would go shopping or walking around. Sounds like my dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was great. Now, when we came back, now this is where the food heals gets pretty serious because when, she hadn't completely changed her diet. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, the thing that led to this was lots of Reese's peanut butter cups and Diet Coke. Okay. 
All right. You can't, it's hard to change overnight. She was gradually changing, but she got back. She'd been here for 30 or 60 days. We went back for another checkup and a tiny little polyp was found in her bladder. Mm -hmm. And now we're like, oh God, were the doctors right? Did this natural stuff not work? Mm -hmm. No. The answer was she didn't change her nutrition. And if you don't change your nutrition, the cancer is just going to come back. I mean, the problem still exists. So what did Germany show us? Germany showed us that cancer can be killed, okay? But now, if you want to keep it away, you've got to change the nutrition or the body is just going to find another way to grow cancer. Yeah, you've got to change that lifestyle. And the truth is, is that even if you reverse cancer, cure cancer through alternative methods in Germany or even Western medicine in the U.S., if you don't change your lifestyle, it is very possible for the cancer to come back. And so we know that we have to change our diets. We have to change our lifestyle. Sometimes there's environmental factors. Sometimes we have to change our relationships in order to prevent cancer from recurring. So yes, just like your film says, cancer can be killed, but then how do we prevent it from coming back? Yeah. So boy, and how do you get this information? I mean, you guys have been on your journey for a while of of really figuring it out. And the, the thing that we kept reading over and over was that you have to create an alkaline environment in the body. And we kept researching what are alkaline forming foods. And obviously it's a lot of vegetables and some fruits and obviously get rid of the sugar completely while you're fighting cancer, red meat's completely out. And soda, soda's very acidic. Acidic stuff, although you can put lemon in water and that becomes alkaline. Yes, but soda in general, even just sparkling. Soda, are you kidding? Yeah, that's completely out. Yeah. So she was doing... A lot of fruits and vegetables. That smoothie, man, that was the savior for us, that morning smoothie. Mm -hmm. And in the smoothie went kombucha because it's fermented and cancer doesn't like that and kefir for the probiotics and then lots of vegetables and berries. And to our surprise, we came back three months later and there was no more cancer and then six months, no cancer. Then she started doing colonics, Mm -hmm. you know, to sort of clean everything out. Mm -hmm. No cancer. Two years, no cancer. Then she stopped doing the colonics. Eh, I can do without that. I don't need to detoxify the body. I'll just do the nutrition. They're not the most fun activity in the world, but they're very effective. (laughs) Yeah. I just did a series of them. And well, you know, there's a lot that not only comes out physically, but like a lot of stuff emotionally because that's all of our base chakras. Yeah. But they are very effective. So please go continue. (laughs) They are apparently very effective. So she stopped doing them and... Yeah. So then after two and a half years, we went for a checkup and again, tiny little cancerous polyps. And still just in the bladder, nowhere else. That's it. That was her spot. And now we're getting it that, oh, she's got a gut that's messed up. I mean, it's just got problems. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, her colon doesn't want to do its thing. So she said, I've got to detoxify. And now she's doing coffee enemas, infrared sauna, supplements that help her to detox you know, here we are now almost three years. And again, we're no back cancer. to no cancer. Yeah, amazing. Applause. Well, it's, it's just, it's like science. We are living scientific examples of you can kill cancer, but then to keep it from coming back, you got to do the nutrition. And then to keep it from coming back again, you got to detoxify the body. And then you got to keep figuring out your specific body 
what it needs. Yeah, I have a friend in San Diego, and this is the lifestyle she leads. Um, she overcame ovarian cancer. She's been on the podcast, Evita, um, overcame ovarian cancer, and she's a huge proponent now of all these things like the infrared sauna, colonics, and even the coffee enemas, which I know not everyone wants to talk about, but she will talk about it. And so she's leading this revolution of women and some men who who are healing themselves. So all these people are following her and doing these, you know, complementary and alternative medicines in order to heal themselves. But why is it called complementary? Why is it called alternative? Why can't we just call it medicine? Right. Or even, I'm not even sure medicine. Um, yeah. But for them to hijack the word traditional yeah. Western medicine is horrible because that stuff's alternative. I mean, the right. natural stuff is really the traditional Existed before that. Acupuncture's been right? around for 3,000 years. That right? should be the traditional. Yeah. 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 They kind of, unfortunately, they kind of hijacked the whole uh, system, but we're getting it back. We are taking it back from them. So the pendulum's kind of swinging back and forth. So after your wife healed herself, you came back and you were like, I want to tell this to the world. I have this story to tell. And you went to media outlets like the New York Times and they didn't want to hear it. So can you tell us about that experience? What happened? Yeah, I'd been a writer with the Huffington Post. I knew how to pitch a story. So I went to everybody and everybody said, well, the few that responded were like, yeah, we're not going in that direction at this time. And... <laughs> And even recently, after the film Cancer Can Be Killed came out, and it's just been lighting up the internet, Amazon Prime videos. It's like one of the highest IMDb ratings on Amazon Prime videos. And there's a writer here in Los Angeles. I didn't even have to do it. She went to the LA Times, said, hey, we want to feature four new movies that are talking about nutrition and health and the way to beat a lot of diseases that haven't been beat before. And the LA Times allowed like the Deepak Chopra one and the something else and something else, but they wouldn't allow cancer can be killed. And they told this writer, well, it's not medically confirmed yet. Oh my God. Which is absolutely not true because all these people, the 15 success stories in the film were all examined by medical doctors. Mm -hmm. So to say it's not medically confirmed. So I thought that was interesting. A week after they said that, a big six-page advertising supplement came out. I'm sure it was worth about $100,000 paid to the LA Times. Right. It was a City of Hope advertising about their new immunotherapy and what they're doing and genomics and mm -hmm. all a lot of big words that sound real fancy. And so it became pretty clear to me that, oh, okay, yeah, money, these guys You're were- already bought. Yeah. All of the money. Yeah. So, and, and there are people that have written me and said, but that's not true. Advertising and writers, they're on two separate sides of the page. Yeah, but who controls what there, goes there in? There it is. There's somebody controlling what goes in and he knows where his bread is buttered. Yeah. Oh, it makes that, is, so that should mad. be criminal. So all 15 people in your movie, did they also go abroad? No. And that is what is really cool is there's some great clinics here in the States. Mm -hmm. Now they're hampered. The FDA bans all kinds of things. The FDA makes it tough on these people just to keep surviving. But there's a woman in Phoenix who we featured in the movie, Dr. Colleen Huber. She's got a 90% success rate over a 10-year period, and it's documented. In the past, that's been the doctor's big argument. Well, we don't have any documented results. Well, she has documented results, and she's completely hampered. She doesn't have the hyperthermia. All she has is the IVs, the vitamins, minerals, amino acids, mm -hmm. 
and she does some oxygen therapy with like a hyperbaric chamber. She's not allowed to take it out, fill it with oxygen, put it back in like mm -hmm. Lance Armstrong mm -hmm. did. So as hampered as they are, they still have 90% success. So there are some great clinics in the States. And in the last five years, the science has really gotten good where these people now, they're not guessing anymore. Yeah. Like they know what works. And it's just a matter of time before more and more people hear about it. And when did hyperthermia come? When was it start, started being used? Do you know? Um, hyperthermia has been around for maybe 10 or 20 years. Ronald Reagan, by the way, went to Germany to cure his colon cancer back in the 70s. Really? But he never told anybody about it. It was a big secret. Wow. I'm he, pissed. Yeah. He did. Do you know he's one of the reasons why we have the healthcare system we have? He mm -hmm. did when he was an actor. Mm -hmm. He did a record. We don't want communist, com socialist health care. That's bad. This is before, way before he had any presidential aspirations. But he did this record that they put out. They gave out for free. And they're like, no, no. And he created this stigma and this idea in our in Americans' heads. Like, we don't want what they have in any of the communist countries. That's bad. We want to pay extra for our health care. But yeah. he goes to Germany. He yeah. doesn't tell anybody. Yeah. It's all, it, you know, it's all about business. And recently, Joe Biden, whose son died yeah. from brain cancer, um, I had great hopes for him. He, he formed this moonshot campaign to try to get everybody together. And he was saying, let's, let's do it. Let's cure cancer. Do you know who he left out at the table? He left out all the natural people. Oh. The only people he brought in were drug companies mm. and, and American Medical Association. What's interesting is here in America, we only test drugs yeah. for use on diseases. Yeah. We don't test anything natural. So how would you know if it does or doesn't work if you don't test it? Yeah. And why did he just bring those people to the table? Because he didn't know any better? Joe's a money man. I mean, he knows the way business works. And he's lived a lifetime of those people supporting him and him supporting them. I don't know at that level how you can get information that breaks through that lifetime of supporting business and business supporting you. I don't think he knows any better. Yeah. Also, when the doctors, especially his son, was ill, and they say, no, you have to go this route, people, they use fear. You're going to die. You're going to be, you know, like, you have to do what we're saying. Otherwise, you're just not going to. And most people will believe them. And, and you know, um, there's another factor, which is loyalty. A lot of us have been taught to be loyal. It's, it's so hard to say no to this person you're told you have to be loyal to. And then when they throw fear into it, it's, mm -hmm. it's the double whammy and you're sunk. Yeah. And when you were speaking in the beginning and you said, you know, the doctors are saying, no, you can't go to Germany. No, alternative medicine is BS. It reminds me of my own story because the same thing happened to me where the same oncologist that treated my mother after she died of cancer was the same person that treated my father who also died of cancer. In both cases, I said, does nutrition matter? Does alternative medicine matter? Is there anything else we can do? And he blatantly said, no, there is nothing you can do. It doesn't matter what they eat, okay? So my parents viewed the doctors as God. I'm the daughter of my parents who are young and I'm very young. I don't know any better. I know nothing about nutrition. There is no YouTube, Google, or cancer can be killed documentaries yet. And so I believed it. But then, you know, years pass and I changed my life and I turned into food heels. So then I'm at the doctor with my dog, Jackson. What we believe had happened is he ate something toxic. So our little dog is barely able to breathe, eat, or walk. Like he, it's, it's a long story I won't go into, but he looks like he's on his deathbed. He's staying at the doctor's 
this huge, beautiful doctor's office, okay, like where it looks like they are on the cutting edge of technology. And I say, okay, what about nutrition, alternative medicine? What else can we do? And they said, that won't work. That doesn't matter. And I said, I'm breaking them out today. And I'm finding (laughs) someone who tells me it will work. And that's exactly what I did. Broke them out, completely healed them within a few days with nutrition, alternative medicine, vitamin shots, IV drips, all that kind of stuff. And he was healed within days. He had developed a reaction to something toxic, just like I did at Sundance when I got food poisoning. My body needed time to get over it. But man, it felt like I was dying and I couldn't get out of bed. Our little dog Jackson for days could not walk, could not barely breathe, couldn't eat, wouldn't drink water. So yeah, it looked like he was on his deathbed. And that's what the doctors wanted us to believe when they told us we need to talk about permanent feeding tubes in your... Did they treat him at all? No, not really. Basically, got him out. I got him out. But what they did was they gave him every test under the book. So we're about $7,000 in, <laughs> in two days on all the tests. The neurologist looked at him like... They're running his brain through brain scans, all that stuff, right? Mm. So they're like, oh, it's not. They found everything it wasn't, but couldn't determine what it was. They had no cause. Therefore, they had no treatment. So they wanted to talk about end-of-life care and permanent feeding tubes. That's when we broke them the hell out. Nice. And, you know, one of the success stories in the film is a dog. So um, Roxy, uh, it's a girl. She had some big mast cell tumor on her and... um, this gal went to her doctor who said chemo radiation and surgery and instead she went to a holistic vet in Santa Monica yep. and they treated it with something called neoplasine and again you know like 30 to 60 days and the dog was cancer free and changed the nutrition and you know amazing just it's like the same thing like yeah. dogs humans same thing yeah Yes. And I love that about your film. And I love um, animal healing stories because, you know, my little dog right here, Jackson, we almost lost him. And if we had trusted what the doctors were telling us, he may not have made it. He was very, very ill. And the doctors started talking about permanent feeding tubes and end of life care for a terrier who was one and a half years old. So he's going to be in my documentary too, because we have him on video where he's very, very ill and how we brought him back to life with green juice and how we took care of him. And all he needed was some hydration and some time for his body to heal itself. Jackson today is like a kamikaze pilot. He races around the yard. He jumps into my arms. He is the most exuberant, healthy, energetic dog. He bounces three feet in the air. He's a very healthy boy. Yeah, it's that's so hard to know what to do. I mean, I'm so glad you trusted your instincts and that you had some sort of experience with this. What would you say, what would, advice would you give to anybody out there that has a cancer diagnosis or might be undergoing treatment? Because we had a couple of people at the panel at Sundance that said, my father, my sister, that, you know, they've got, you know, what do we do? What would you say, like, emotionally to them? Like, what is the first step to being hopeful? Yeah, I mean, by the way, I get... 10 calls a week. I'm I'm sure that's low. I'm sure it'll get more. Yeah. And this has been happening. I wrote an article on medium.com called So It Turns Out Cancer Can Be Killed After All. This was about two and a half years ago. Filmmakers came to me and said, we've got to make this film. And then they gradually peeled away as they realized, oh my God, the story is impossible to tell. How are we going to do this? And so then I decided to make it. So ever since then, I've been getting called by so many people. And what I've found in, in all these people, the first thing I tell them is the nutrition is the first thing I tell them. You, you got to get off sugar. You got to get off animal protein. 
do the plant-based diet. The second thing you want to do, well, we, we, we find out what they have. If they have a tumor-driven cancer, what stage is it? If it's something like my wife had, I tell them about hyperthermia. And I say, you know, you can either try to get that here in the States. It's hard. Some providers will do it, even though you're not getting chemo and radiation. Or you can go to Mexico or Germany. If it's any other sort of weird cancer, I say, you know, why don't you contact these clinics and, and talk to them? But like the most important thing is get the nutrition right, get tested to find out what exactly is going on in the body, and then you know how to treat it. And then you can either do that with a naturopath at a clinic, or you can do that in Germany or in, or in Mexico. As this one woman says, test, don't guess. And there's a great new test called RGCC testing, where they pull your blood, send it to Greece. They can measure exactly the number of circulating cancer stem cells. They put it in Petri dishes, 150. They test all these natural substances, chemo agents, and molecular weight molecules, and then see what works. And then you get back this comprehensive report of what works on your cancer. I mean, this is so great. What's so great about RGCC testing is it's so good doctors don't want it. Oh my Be- God. Because if we were to make RGCC testing a thing that was covered by insurance, it's about $2,500. Which um, is nothing in terms of cancer care. and Yeah, nobody would be able to be bamboozled anymore. Right. Like yeah. they couldn't say, I don't know if you noticed this, but a few doors down from us, HBO was premiering the Sandra Lee story of how she had had a double mastectomy for her stage zero cancer and how what a wonderful thing Ugh. she got early detection wait stage zero stage zero i didn't even know there was a stage the zero. point is is that people are doing this preventatively oh, yeah. for absolutely no reason because they got some genetic test doing right saying, like oh yeah 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 and Which that, i think is crazy for it, me, in my it, perspective it's actually it's been proven to be incorrect and and again this is the bamboozling yeah that the medical profession loves to have at their fingertips because then they can and i know they they don't think it's about money or they don't want to acknowledge it but they can do whatever they want to do and they just tell you this is what you need to do now with rgcc testing it tells you exactly what works and what doesn't work and it tells you exactly where the, the cancer stem cells are and then you can also ask the doctor hey by the way if i get this chemo will it kill my my cancer stem cell and then they have to admit that no chemo doesn't kill cancer stem cells. It only, At all? No. It only oh. kills the outside exterior, and, and we just hope it kills the cancer before it kills you. Oh, my God. So anyway, the, wow. point, the point is, you know, anybody who has a diagnosis, hey, get the nutrition right, get the testing, and then find a clinic that works for you. You'll be off to the races. Cancer is not something that is alien. It's not overwhelming. It's not outside us. It's not genetic. It's just the metabolic processes of the body have broken down for some reason. And it happens. It, it can happen. Your cells can go turn cancerous. And then there's even a gene that I've read that the, the, the cell kills itself. The cell implodes. And it's when this gene is not able to be enacted that the, the cancer then can take over if you don't have the right nutrition or you're too acidic or, you know, what have you. But it happens all the time. Cells go rogue. And then the body's like, nope, we're shutting you down. And um, what's the difference in cost between... Um, the Western model treatment of cancer versus um, the Berlin or Mexican model is what yeah, I'm yeah. going to call it. Yeah, Philippine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, do it, they do it there too. Yeah. Okay, Philippines, Mexico, Berlin. Switzerland, Switzerland. does it too. Um, you know, the difference is I think it's cheaper to go natural. Yeah. I was on a plane to Sundance with a woman who'd had breast cancer. 
her co-pays out-of-pocket expenses for all her stuff was, you know, 10 or 15 grand. And then she was on these pills afterwards that were six, $600 a month. Mm. Our cost was 28500 Total. That's it. That's incredible. There've been that no... include the shopping? <laughs> <laughs> no? That, nope. That you include... let her shop. You're I'd a good man. You're that, a good husband. That, that covered, that covered That's the... That's therapeutic, you know. Oh, Allie and I can attest to that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no question. Retail therapy. <laughs> no, no question. So, so that covered the room. That covered some of the meals. That covered all the treatment. And then we just paid for airfare. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a vacation. So it was wonderful. We're so happy to hear it. Yeah, and I know so many people who um, their cancer cure has nearly bankrupted them. People are still paying it off. They're still in debt. I know it came close to bankrupting my family. It is so expensive, and there there are so many unnecessary procedures often performed, and that is just, it should be criminalized, as, as you said earlier, Susie. And so what was your background before this? Like, were you interested in holistic healing? Were you completely the other way? Like, how did you get into this before your wife? Yeah, no, I just love my wife. One of the things they do for the surgery is they cut the vagina in half. They take out the the bladder. It was all so ridiculous. At that moment, I was just like, okay, we're going all in on this thing, whatever it takes because I'm not losing my wife. I need her for my sanity. (laughs) Besides loving her, I need her for my sanity. She keeps me sane. So that was really day one for me for nutrition. And we've both just been on the journey ever since, you know, and just refining what works for us. Yeah. It takes a while to find what works. Can you tell us about the process of making the film? So it sounds like you had some filmmakers interested. They went away. So how did you get started? How did you get funding? How did you build a team around it? How did you build momentum? Yeah. So the great thing was these filmmakers actually contacted me and said, let's do this. And one of them was Academy Award nominated Crystal Moselle. She had done a movie called The Wolf Pack, um, this documentary about these kids in New York that had never been outside of their apartment fascinating oh, yeah. movie. I heard about that. I didn't see it, but I remember hearing about that. Yep. Wonderful movie. She's a great, great director. And she said, look, I'll mentor you through it. You do it. I'll mentor you. How incredible. And then 12-step meetings here in Los Angeles are a great place to meet people. I met this great director. Now I can't even mention her name because I don't want to bust her anonymity. But she <laughs> was really great because she was in, Crystal was in New York. This gal was in Los Angeles. And she actually brought me to her studio, said, okay, get this camera, get this lavalier mic, get this stuff, and allowed me to call her whenever I had questions. And I had been an actor and a musician and had a band and I had been a writer. You know, I've been in Hollywood here for 30 years working on something creative. So, and I'd been a photographer as a kid. So really just to make this film, it just felt like adding one little extra component. And um, I made some bad mistakes. You know, there were times I didn't have the sound running and, you know, you just learn. That's how you learn. You learn as you go, you know, and you just get better and better. And eventually you figure it out. And so, you know, I filmed to as many people as I could, filmed it for six months, felt like I had the story and then um, found a great editor. I felt like that was the biggest key was finding the right editor. Yes. So important. Who both believed in it and had some skill. Yeah. And so he helped me finish it off. And then from there, thank God for Amazon Prime Videos because they will allow you to post a film with no middleman. Hmm. Now, Netflix, 
they haven't taken this film yet because mm. there's some middleman there at Netflix that's going, oh, this isn't medically confirmed or this would make too many people angry. I don't know what their thing is. I mean, they'll figure it out eventually when they see that, you know, this film isn't going away. Yeah. But it's now on iTunes, Google Play, or it will be on Google Play in another couple of weeks. It's on Vimeo On Demand. And so anyway, thank God for Amazon. The film's gotten up there. People can see it. It's free for Prime subscribers. Incredible. And um, it's been viewed over 50,000 times now. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. Yeah, thank God for Amazon Prime because they are of the caliber of Netflix. And so most people I know have them all, have Amazon, have Netflix, have Hulu. We do anyways. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most people do. But that's such a great opportunity. I, I want to ask you guys about something, and, and that is... Obviously, food doesn't cure everything. And a lot of people have problems that can't just be cured by food. Mm -hmm. So then it's easy for people to throw out there, hey, I can't even believe any of you natural people because you're saying you're making claims that are too outrageous. You know, you're claiming that food can heal all this stuff. Well, my aunt or my friend or my sister tried this. And guess what? They died and food, they did the nutrition and it didn't work. You know, what do you say to that? I've got my own answer for that, but I wanted to hear how you respond to that. I come about it from the opposite way because Western medicine completely failed me and my family. And I've seen more success with the concept of food healing and alternative slash complementary medicine in my lifetime than I have seen with Western medicine. Cancer and chronic conditions have claimed the lives of many people that I have loved since my parents, just that weren't my family, but friends and a producer I worked with and people that I've known and they haven't gone the alternative route. They haven't gone the food heals route. They've taken the other route and I've seen Western medicine do its thing, run its course and them lose their lives. In the contrary, the people that I do know, whether I've interviewed them for the podcast, for my film, or just met them because of being a part of a revolution called food heals, I've seen many more people heal themselves through this alternative way of looking at things. And so through my eyes, there is no question in the world. Nothing works for everyone. Everyone has a different body type and has different needs. But if you do the research just like you did for your wife, there's no reason that we can't heal anything and everything as long as it's not like they're on their deathbed and time is going TikTok. Otherwise, I believe we can fully heal it. But we got to do the work. As hardcore as chemotherapy and radiation is to the body, we have to be just as hardcore with the nutrition and the green juice and the freaking coffee enemas, right? So that would be my answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you really do have to throw the kitchen sink at cancer. If you think it's anything less, then you're crazy. But yeah, Yeah. go ahead, Susie. So what I would say to that, um, because I come from a perspective of I was raised by a mother and grandparents that knew about vitamins and supplements and, and vitamin C and juicing. I was given you know, vegetable juice in my sippy cup and I promptly gave it back to my mother. She kept giving it to me. So I was raised with that. I had my own experience where you know, just it was just a muscle injury as a teenager, but the doctor was like, we can't help you. And I was in severe pain. I couldn't function. I couldn't walk. I couldn't, I was, a te- I was 16. I was in like my prime. I wasn't, I wasn't even an adult yet. And so, you know, throughout my life, exploring different types of healing, because it became a passion for me, it's like, they're missing something. They're missing a lot. And so I went to massage school. I learned about energy work, I, you know, on top of the nutrition. On top, there's so much else. The body 
is not a machine. You know, if, if a car engine breaks and it's the gasket, you replace the basket, you tighten it up, okay. It's not a machine. We are bioelectrical beings that have, you know, much more going on. We have emotions. I was a psych major in college and would read about psychosomatic diseases. And I was like, oh, that's bullshit. And then later I was like, no, you can, you, you could be perfectly help, healthy. And if you turn into a worry wart and your, your mind can make your body sick. Yeah. There's scientific so, studies for yeah, that too. So th- yeah, there are. So there's so much more to it than just, then, you know, nutrition is one facet that is very important because if you don't get good nutrition, your body, just like that, you don't oil the engine, it's not going to work. If you don't put in proper gasoline, it's not going to work. But that's just one part of it. We also have this energy field. So we have the spiritual body, we have the emotional body, and we have the physical body. And Western medicine only deals with the physical body in a very cut and dry manner. They never address, you know, talk about the Western medicine not wanting to believe. They don't believe in energy work. And that's very important. So they, they can even photograph your aura with certain photography. So that would be my response is that there's a lot more that they're missing. Yeah. And sometimes it does work. Yeah. Not always. Yeah. You know, for me, it is hard to get the emails constantly. This thing kills cancer. This plant or this animal kills cancer. Like as if it's that easy. Right. And, and what, what I try to stress is it's all about getting the body in balance, that the reason cancer exists is because something's out of balance. It's possible to find what's out of balance, right the ship, get it back in balance, and then the person's going to be okay. And so... When I say food kills cancer, what I'm saying is that's a part of the equation. Yeah. The other part of the equation is everybody has to go on the journey to find out where they're out of balance and what needs to be put back in balance. Mm-hmm. And and like you say, the emotional component is so important that one of the doctors in the film says that the two major causes of cancer are emotional issues that are mm-hmm. unresolved mm-hmm. and the other being teeth issues. Oh, don't get Susie started. What? what? <laughs> Please continue. Well, and, and the main thing What's his name? I got to call him. <laughs> yeah. He's talking... What he's talking about is root canals. Yeah. Yeah. Root, root canals are, yep. are leaving a gangrenous organ in the body. Yeah. It's like um, somebody having an appendicitis only leaving that appendix yeah. in the body. Yep. Anyway, it's interesting. That was his thing. But to get back to emotions... Unresolved conflict, mm-hmm. the scientific studies have shown that it it gets the body in such a way that the toxins don't get released. They mm-hmm. get held on. Mm-hmm. And so those toxins just keep festering and that can cause damage. So anyway, it's about getting on the journey and finding wherever that goes. Where's the mm-hmm. imbalance? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it could be nutrition. Well, it's definitely nutrition, but it also could be emotional. It also could be environment be a lot of things usually a combination yeah you know it's never i mean i mean sometimes i think if people are exposed to you know very toxic chemicals you know asbestos or things like that and that could probably be enough to do it but i think it's usually for most people nowadays it's a combination yeah it's it's kind of the universe's i don't know throwing us for a little bit of a curveball because saying if if you want to go to your doctor and just get the pills to make it better that's not going to work not in this universe because in this universe, you have to go on the journey. And if you don't, you're going to get slammed. It's- yeah, that's too easy. And most people want to do that. They don't want to have to do the work. And it's not, it's not easy. Like I myself, when I had that injury when I was a teenager, I later learned that I went to an acupuncturist who was working on me in college. And he said, oh, this era of the body represents this emotion. And I was like, what? 
And then he would, he was working on me and I would get massaged and I'd burst into tears. I'm like, what's wrong with me? I'm just, and they would explain to me, this is before I went to massage school. No, there is a body mind connection. You cannot separate the two. People try, people, you know, try to squelch down their emotions, not feel them. But what do you mean? I've never done that before. (laughs) Well, they're uncomfortable. Who, you know, it's like we, like I've said this before on the podcast is that, and I've had to learn this myself. It's like, you got to let the emotions pass through you. If you suppress them, if you hold them down, if you don't allow yourself to feel what you're feeling, for instance, grief, a lot of people, I know I did that when my mom passed. I didn't want to always feel the grief, but you do have to let it go. You have to let it out eventually. Feel it to heal it, people. There you go. It is so much work. I mean, yeah, to, to somehow say that this is all so easy and wonderful, it's it's hard, man. It's hard. It's a lot of work. Could I mean, you guys know making a smoothie, it just it just takes time, you know, and then you but then there's the other side of it which is you feel so good. Yeah, it's worth every minute. Well, I know for me, at first I discovered the food and I was like, "Oh my god, food heals. This is all I have to do. Eat a great diet." And I was ignoring the fact that I hadn't dealt with the trauma of losing my parents. I just decided I have to eat better so I don't get cancer. So I was eating better and I felt better and I looked better, but there was still a missing component. So I had to take that process of self-discovery and go inward and go, all right, now what are you holding on to? What have you not let go of? Why are you yelling at that guy in traffic? Is it really because he cut you off or is it because you haven't? You've told this story before and I feel bad for that guy because it really did happen, didn't it? You were yelling at this. It still happens, people. (laughs) Healing is a journey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel bad for him too. (laughs) Stop that shit. Road rage in LA. What are you going to do? Well, and you know, there is a, a profile for cancer patients and it's, yeah. it's kind of eerie. You know, they're, they're, a lot of them are people that are kind of passive and they sort of let stuff happen to them mm-hmm. and they, they don't know how to sort of stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. And the work my wife has been doing in therapy in the last year is all about reversing that trend of things happening to her, to her becoming in charge. And she works with this therapist where you know she's closing her eyes and she's envisioning these experiences she's, she's had with you know people in her childhood and yep. this this time she's with her little girl and she is in charge and she herself as a little girl right she's with yeah. herself as a little girl and this yeah. time she's telling those people what she would have liked someone to tell those people that were harming her so she's doing that work of reversing it but again it's a lot of work it's, it's painful. a lot of work and yeah. i do the same work and so I just got back from um, leading a meditation at a conference, JJ's uh, Flizane's event, Releasing What Weighs You Down. And I led people through my inner child meditation. And mine is the same where I go back to the times where I was deeply hurt and no one protected me. And that's how I felt at the time. And I protect my little girl Mm -hmm. so that I heal the past Mm -hmm. in order to heal my present. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen just once. It doesn't go bing. No, it doesn't. (laughs) we have to do it multiple times we have to heal it multiple each time it shifts constantly shifting and eventually i hope to be free from all of it but it's a journey healing is a journey yeah and i think you get to know that the parts of yourself yeah and when something happens you're like oh there's that part of myself that wants to engage with this crazy person or there's that part of myself that just wants to self-destruct and as you more quickly recognize them, then you could say, oh, no, no, what I want is to be in the present. I, I want to be grateful for what I have. I want to have fun, explore, you know, be of service to people. But all this other stuff, this ego stuff and this, you know, weird destructive stuff, you know, I can let that go or I can do the work to figure out how to let it go. 
Yeah. So I feel like we have to pivot back to the root canal thing because I know listeners are like, wait, what? Please go back. I want to say, I know Susie's really passionate about this and there is a documentary about this. I don't know if you guys have seen it called Mm -hmm. The Beautiful Truth. It's about Gerson therapy. Gerson therapy is um, performed in Mexico. You can also do it at home. It's very similar. Been around for 80 or 90 years. Yeah. Something like 80 or 90% success rate, um, higher success rate than chemo. Very similar practice. They're juicing all day. They're doing coffee enemas. I don't know if they do the hyperthermia or not, but it is a very effective way of treating cancer. Anyways, the film talks about it. It's called The Beautiful Truth. But Mm. can you expand a little bit about um, the teeth and why it's so important to keep a healthy mouth? Yeah. So root canals in general are a bad idea because what they do is they cut off the blood supply, they cut off the nerve supply to this tooth, and then just leave it in the mouth. And it becomes now- And cap it. It it becomes a gangrenous, festering thing in the body. And a lot of times behind the root canals, they develop infections. Well, what the immune system does in the body is it says, oh my God, there's this huge problem with this gangrenous tooth and this infection. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to go after that. And so then the rest of the body gets neglected and then cancer grows and then it, you know, the immune system can't fight it. So the alternative is to just take the tooth out, put a post in, put a crown, and you're good to go. A lot of people have been told for too long, you know, they've got, <laughs> they've got mouths full, full of problems and it's just too much for the immune system. Yeah. Well, my parents both had metal mouths. My mom had multiple sclerosis before she had cancer. And now we see a direct link between autoimmune conditions and metal mouths because of all the mercury and toxins leaking into the blood system. And there's that too. All day long. All the different metals. Yeah. yeah. So get the metal taken out, people. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think dentistry is going to go through a revolution in the next 10 yes, or 20 years. Yes. You know, years. in uh, Great Britain, I don't remember if it's in Ireland or Great Britain, but they're developing a technique to help the teeth and we've talked about this so many times I love it's a passion of mine because my grandparents and my parents all had poor dental health because they were immigrants and they didn't know better and they've had you know rotting teeth and root canals and and bridges and crowns and all that stuff and uh, there's so anyway they're developing a technique to you can remineralize your teeth with baking soda tooth powder but then um, they're developing a technique to help cavities heal as opposed to drilling them and filling them because once you start that route like I had this recently I have a a tooth that if I went to the dentist would be like I you know root canal and cap it and I don't want to do that I'll probably wind up eventually having to have it pulled I haven't yet because I'm a chicken but I don't have pain and I do other stuff for it Um, but I agree with you It, it is and it has to it's it's archaic it really hasn't changed in in since its inception it's a good money maker Yep. It you know, is. And if you, if you, if you, for one minute think that, that these people love you and look out for your best interest, mm-hmm. then you're in trouble because it's a business with family members that are in medical school. I recently asked them, I said, what's going on really in the medical profession? You're only testing drugs. If there's something that saves the person's quality of life or their life, and you're not willing to test that, you're a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. You need to clean up the medical profession. You know what their answer to me was? Wait, hold, hold on, hold on. It's you got to realize it's a business. It is. Okay, it's it's, it's a business. It's a huge business. And you know, and I didn't have the presence of mind to say it. I will next time, which is hey, I'm fine with your business, but the moment that you start doing business 
to the detriment of somebody else's welfare, to their quality of life, or to their survival, that's both illegal and immoral. Just because no attorney has been able to sue you for it or sue the profession doesn't mean it's not illegal and immoral. Yeah. There's a lot of fear behind it, too. I mean, first of all, they pay so much money for their medical school or their dental school. They have, I mean, half a million dollars, an incredible amount that they have to then make up. And they're also afraid of, they're so afraid of being sued, you know, because this is a sue-happy country. And what about their license? They will lose their license if they don't do what they're told to do. It's a machine. Yeah. Yeah. Now, where this really comes into play, where you just go, oh my God, are we really doing that in the United States? Is the children who have leukemia or lymphoma, the blood cancers, Mm -hmm. they get a little bit of chemo, gets rid of the cancer, cancer's gone. They are then told, you have to get two to three more years of chemo. Mm. And the parents are going, uh, no. In fact, two parents that have seen the film have called me mm-hmm. wow. and said, look, I know that they don't need the chemo and it's not going to help. How do I stop this right. nightmare that's happening? And we looked at every option. Let's find other doctors. Let's find attorneys. Let's stop this thing. Because they will take your kids if you don't do this. Well, and here's what happened. They couldn't find any attorneys to take their case. No doctors would side with them. And the one family just said, no, we're not going to do the chemo. And the doctors sent Child Protective Services <gasps> to their house. They were nice the first time, got all the information, said, okay, we'll get back to you. When they came back five days later, they came back with some sort of muscle and authority in the form of you know, police or sheriffs or something. And they said, okay, here's your option. You can either take your child to chemotherapy or we will take your children now, put them in foster care, <gasps> And you will not see them for three years. And this is happening all the time everywhere. This is not an isolated incident. This is the United States of America, 2018. Wow. Wow. It's disgusting. (laughs) That's terrifying. And and the argument the doctors use is that chemo is 90% successful. Wow. Sounds good, right? Until you realize it's 90% successful for five years to keep these children alive for five years. Like never, never mind the neurological damage, the the just all the damage that happens irreversible to their lives. Also the to their to- reproductive system. Yeah, the toxins that are thrown in there. You know, there's that factor. So why wouldn't you want to keep them alive for 20, 30, 50 years? And you know, ultimately, they're telling these kids this without testing anything else. They're only testing chemo, and then they're mandating two to three years. These families want to say no, and they can't. So, the, the, I would be, I would lose my mind. It's murder, wouldn't you? Where's the, to... where's the freedom in? You know, we're given rights. Like, where's the freedom to choose your own treatment? Newsflash: There are no rights in America. No patients' rights, and that's the power of big pharma, the American oh. Medical Association. They run the the deal. So, anyway, I think the new slogan that should come out is: No testing, no mandate. You know, if you're not willing to test other products, um, natural stuff, and see if that works, then it's illegal and immoral to mandate anything, for it, let alone for a you know an adult. But for a child, really, do we want to make money off off children? Is that is that right. what it's come down to? Everybody, they want to make money off everybody, even our pets. Yeah. Yep. So what happened to this family? So they found one case in the last five years in Colorado where a cannabis expert treated a child. The mother refused the chemo. 
because she had gotten it in pill form. It was no longer in the office. She just didn't take the pills for nine months. She got a cannabis expert, got her kid with the cannabis. Mm -hmm. And then like nine months later, the doctors went to meet her and she goes, yeah, no, I'm not doing the chemo. They called CPS. And for some reason in this one little community in Colorado, the Child Protective Services sided with the parents. Right. I know it like never happened. They were happens. probably smoking weed too. <laughs> yeah. So hey, they, they... <laughs> I'm just saying they're all laid back. They're like, you're good. And now the, now the kid is coming up on five years of being cancer free. What this does is historically, it now says there's an alternative. That's a precedent. So that's the next film that I'm making is is child cancer and what parents go through and what the alternative should be. Oh, I can't wait. I have chills. Did you're now in your film because I remember in the trailer I did see the the hyperthermia nutrients and it said cannabis oil. Does your did you guys address cannabis oil in the film? Yeah, one of the amazing women in the film has stage four uh, throat cancer. She's been doing cannabis oil. And the cancer has not grown, you know? And she thought, well, I'll take some high doses and see if I can knock it out completely. Well, it just kind of knocked the cancer back a little bit, but the cancer hasn't grown. It's been two years. And after seeing the film, she goes, oh, I didn't know hyperthermia existed. So now she's going to Germany to treat her cancer and to kill it completely with hyperthermia. She knows she can do it over there. But cannabis is so effective Mm -hmm. that even if it doesn't wipe the cancer out, it at least allows the people to live without the cancer, you know, ruining their lives. Well, it supports your own immune system. And they're doing research in Israel that cancer has cannabinoidal receptors on it. So the cannabis like fits perfectly with the cancer cells and just kind of wipes them out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the research for cannabis is huge. And we're just um, beginning. Yeah. But yeah, the research has just begun. We haven't been able to study it. Yeah. Because it's been schedule one. So now it's all changing. And the THC is useful too. Yeah. So, you know, people find different balances of THC and CBD. Mm-hmm. It's And it's a plant. You right. know, it, and, highly and, antioxidant, highly anti-inflammatory. Makes and, you feel good. <laughs> and everything they're doing with medicine is they're copying plants. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're isolating compounds, making them toxic, and then charging you up the yin-yang for them, as opposed to just giving it to you as a whole plant yeah. and seeing what happens. Yeah. Well... I mean, I'm so excited about your next film. So when can we expect it to come out? And where can everyone watch your current film? Tell us all that good stuff. Yeah, so Cancer Can Be Killed is on Amazon Prime Videos. And it's free for Prime subscribers, $1.99 for everybody else. And then it's also available on iTunes, Vimeo On Demand, and it'll be on Google Play in another couple weeks. It's going to be at the Sonoma International Film Festival, March 21st through 25th. Congrats. It's going to be screening there. The new film, I'm just lining up all the people now to interview. We'll see where the story goes. I, when I start a film, I really don't know where it's going. Yeah. I, I don't pre-write it. I just talk to everybody I can, get all the information, and then from there figure out how to put it together. So it'll probably be like the last one, six months of finding people and interviewing them, and then a few months of editing, and then hopefully it'll be up uh, late 2018. Amazing. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to watch is there anything you want to leave us with? By the way, my wife is a subscriber of the podcast. has been listening for a long time. So when I told her I was coming down here, she's like, oh my God, I really? listen, listen to these guys on my walks that with the dog. That That's incredible. So, yeah. Wow. So I love you've been that. a part of our journey. Oh, Excellent. Well, tell her thank you so much and best yeah. of luck on her journey. And hopefully we get to meet her next time. Yeah, I hope so. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. 
All right, Food Heals Nation, thank you so much for listening to that interview with Jeff. The documentary is incredible. We highly, highly recommend you check it out. And it always helps if you can leave a review. You know, this helps boost the film's visibility. So leave him five stars. Tell him what you loved about it. The more eyes we get on this, the better. That's right. Absolutely. And we cannot, we cannot end a podcast no. without talking about Italy. Foothills Nation, who is coming to the Amalfi Coast with us? I am. I am. <laughs> and Leslie Durso is, and we still have spots left. So a lot of you guys have emailed us and you sent us some questions and I'm trying to answer the questions as soon as I can. Feel free to uh, post questions in our Facebook group at foodhealsgroup.com and we'll answer you in there and that way more people can see the Q&As as we go. But I mean, what are we going to do, Suze? What aren't we going to do? We're going to relax know. in a gorgeous, luxurious uh, villa, Villa mm-hmm. San Cosmo, overlooking the Amalfi Coast, and includes our very own infinity pool, which just goes right into the sea, right into the mare, as they say in Italy. Oh, I just can't wait. I mean, the pictures are alone are going to be breathtaking. We're going to have so much fun. I can't wait to be drinking a glass of wine poolside on the Amalfi Coast. It's gorgeous. I I know I sound like a broken record, but it's one of my favorite. I've been there. It's one of my favorite spots on the planet. It is truly magical. And I haven't been there. So you and Leslie have have been there and you guys have experience and you guys know where to take us and what to do. And so I'm I'm so excited and grateful that we have great tour guides. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. We're going to do wellness and cooking classes. We're going to have private yeah. boat cruise along the Amalfi Coast. What else, Ellie? Come on. Come on. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> yeah. The price includes almost everything, you know, all your breakfasts and dinners. The only reason it doesn't include lunch is if we're just walking around and you want to go grab, you know, some lunch somewhere and we're just not all together. But all the dinners are either going to be private chef made or we'll be hitting up some of the best restaurants in town. You're going to get an organic vegan swag bag, of course, full of our favorite products. It includes transportation from the airport and it includes all the bus tickets, the ferry tickets, the boat ride. It's all included. You're basically, once you're there, you're paying for almost nothing. I'm really excited. I can't wait. If you want to download our beautiful brochure, if you haven't done that yet with more information, go to www.foodhealsnation.com slash Italy. It doesn't work. It's a redirect if you don't put in www. So put that in. If you're ready to sign up now, just shoot us an email at info at foodhealsnation.com and we'll tell you how to reserve your spot. Ciao. Ciao. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben & Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.